Buenos Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers, another fantastic episode here, gathered together, talk about music, share music with each other. I'm Peter Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me is my team, my squad, my crew. Uh, we've got Brett. Nobody received a hero's welcome. Yes. We've got Drew. Hey, what's going on? And we've got Patrick. Hello, party people. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're here to talk about uh, music, sharing music. Uh, I literally almost said East Asian pop culture, but that's not. That's right. We get, <laughs> there are all sorts of East Asian pop culture. Uh, we're here to talk about music. The proprietor of the music of this week is none other than Brett. Brett, what do you got for us this week? Well, uh, I just noticed I have the Wikipedia page up for the song Atomic Dog, so I'm going to click the X on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, Drew, before you were here, there was a great atomic dog question that I had, but we'll save that for later. Um, no, the, the okay, I've, I've been spending way too much time on, on, on the salty bets lately, and it caused my uh, consumption of uh, exotic electronic musics to, to raise way, way more than it normally would. So uh, in my search for the grooviest 80s electronic future music, um, I came across Paul Hardcastle, and with it, his self-titled album from 1985, Paul Hardcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is going to be an interesting discussion. Uh, Patrick, <laughs> what, what were your expectations coming into this? Um, I'm coming in blind other than the references to sort of this being like 80s synth pop slash somehow related to the outrun genre of music that is a thing now apparently um so i'm coming in blind i just know it was 80s synth pop since that's sort of what brent alluded to it being and that being something i generally enjoy although i am unfamiliar with this Mm -hmm. uh drew what were your expectations coming into this album um Brett said it was going to be a softball, so I expected it to be really good. And I expected, after he said, everyone that does OutRun kind of wants to be this, I expected it to be groovy, filled with fuzzy, synthy uh, bass licks, and probably some uh, keys of a similar variety that would give me a groovin'. But besides that, I had no, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. it, it, it yeah, the, the Outrun uh, reference definitely makes sense because it's definitely an origin for a lot of things uh, in that genre and other similar genres that have come out through the years. But, Brett, what, what would, how would you describe this album musically? What would be the themes elements that uh, make it up? Well, uh, there, there's obviously a focus on the dance beats. Um, if you, you go to the Spotify track list, You'll see there are breaking remixes for yes. uh, for for when you really need to extend the brakes out while you're spinning on your head, doing the 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 sex tuple uh, head spin or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, you know everything on this album sounds like it, it's it's from an '80s action movie soundtrack. Um, you know everything from the from the drum machines to the the uh, the the crazy weird uh, synth horns um 
you know, there, there's, there's, there's quite a lot going on when it comes to just the, the strange electro dance songs. Um, but when you un- unwind the, the, the mess of synth, you see some pretty, uh, well-crafted compositions that, that would work in an analog, uh, arrangement just as well. Um, I, I will say there, there are some re- ridiculous vocals. Um, and, uh, you know, I, at times I think this album is at its best without those vocals, but uh, I, I think that the vocals add something very, very, very <laughs> tangible to this album, um, and uh, I think that adds adds a little dose of uh, the foundations of electronic music need to be just as cheesy as it is for it to be as funny as it is to go back to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one thing that I definitely, uh, caught in these, uh, caught moments reminding of is, uh, a recent album that we talked about that I picked was, uh, uh, Spam All-Stars. They had some elements that borrowed from, from some sounds like the, uh, that come out of this, uh, which is cool. Um, uh, but yeah, Patrick, what, what would be the themes on this that caught your attention? Um, I think like Brett alluded to, this is, uh. This is like essential listening if you're someone who likes EDM. Like, even if it's just Daft Punk and like, you know, like the really popular stuff, the, uh, like the stuff you would expect. Um, this is very foundational to what EDM ultimately became in the 90s and now, even like, you know, 30 some years later. You can hear stuff, ideas, and concepts that are still part of like modern electro house and dubstep. Um, and you know, as, as we've probably established on the show, occasionally I like that stuff. So like stylistically, this is, this is very much, this is the synth sounds. Maybe you heard in early eighties pop music, but it's only synths and drum machines. It's pure, like for lack of a better word, a, a lack of a better term, electronic dance music. Um, this is, you know, I mean, it gets synth poppy at times, but this is really meant to be played in clubs. Um, it sounds like 1985 and you have to be comfortable with that being okay. And understanding that technologically, this is what synthesizers sound like in the mid eighties. But in terms of the quality of the music, like you can kind of tell this guy, like, was you know trained in such a manner that you know he later kind of became more known for for you know doing jazz stuff like this is really really well executed music in a style that's kind of it's it's really easy to make this style a parody of itself and this manages not to do it well yeah it's uh because it's kind of the origin one of the originators or like at least close to that uh it's like it's it's um it's like reading your history in in school. This is like listening to your history if you're into EDM. It's it's your homework. Mm-hmm. Uh Drew, what would be the themes on this that caught your attention? Um, this album, something about it was just purely fun to me. Um, yeah, there's like I've been getting into like I said before, I believe I've been getting sort of into the like new retro wave and like outrun and like the whole vaporwave aesthetic and all that sort of bs weird synthy electronic music that is super synth poppy and super fun and super uh retro right but there 
there's something about this, like the 1985, right? And you can hear, like, this is like a perfect chunk of like what those artists are trying to like harken back to as far as like old 80s, like new wave sort of electronica music, which I think is really cool. Um, and the weird part that hit me about this was there's a Vietnam protest song on this record that was like, oh, oh okay. Like, I was really, really surprised um, because usually like this type of music I associate with like no lyrics and then like the lyrics in this one say things that are actually poignant and pointed and kind of cool, which is really weird, but it never loses that synth pop fun to me. The, the bass in this record is just something to behold. Like there's, it's just, it reminds me of why I picked the bass as the instrument that I wanted to learn. Right. Like it's just, it's just a lot of fun. There's just, there's nothing about this record that I didn't have fun with. Uh, yeah. Not, uh, and speaking of, yeah, not only a, a, a Vietnam uh, protest song, but, but as uh, we've learned since an apocryphal, <laughs> at least slightly apocryphal, uh, Vietnam, uh, well, at least one fact that wraps it is actually technically not, not correct or unproven, uh, <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, to kind of like uh, you hear that it's like oh what well, yeah uh, but yeah speaking of songs and we're probably gonna uh, keep uh, be focusing on that sound because that is the that is the hit uh, but yeah speaking of songs Brett what would be some of the key tracks to point out well w- when it comes to eighties electronic music songs covering the Vietnam War by a man from London um, nineteen has to be the only one. Uh, there's not really a whole whole lot of these out there in the world Um, but the fact that I live in a world in which there is a a Vietnam War hot take dance song uh, like people were popping cassettes into their ghetto blasters and you know popping and locking to to that like makes me smile inside and pretty happy Um, very very noteworthy um Musically, you know, it's it's it, it is what you think of. It is uh, th- this is partially the song that brung me to this album. This is another one that is way different. Um, but uh, th- this is a this is a top tier song. This is this is a this is an inner circle of groovy tunes song. Like uh, I I think this is about as perfect as as you can get with a, a with the right amount of weird. And with the juxtaposition of this is electronic dance music from the eighties. Um, like this is doing things that like you couldn't even imagine doing when Hulk rules was around. And this was done 10 years before Hulk rules. Um, but, uh, not unlike Hulk rules, the song strolling, um, is, is like a Sega Genesis platformer. <laughs> that uh, that just didn't have a soundtrack, uh, and and it got lost on this album. Um, it, it's uh, it's such a jaunty song with a with a pretty amazing baseline. Um, you know, uh, like I, I there's there's something about synth flutes um, that that always remind me of the Secret of Mana soundtrack because like when you you had the ability to make music on a Super Nintendo, they're like bring me these these crappy synth uh, like 
woodwind instruments and i and i and i really like synth flutes and and then there's bitching a, a funk organ can't go wrong with funk organ it's uh it's right up there with hardcore pentecostal um organ uh but yeah they, there's pretty pretty awesome stuff going there and, and then uh rainforest is is a is another uh solid track that i that i heard before i decided to have this musical experiment with you guys um uh, another song of note is the destruction mix of the song 19 is uh, is is a a a song that floats around the internet from time to time and that is the cut in in which uh, I I originally heard um, and I don't exactly know which playlist but I tell you what Spotify playlist will take you some places if you want to hear some weird 80s uh, electronic music so yes. those are those are some good songs all these songs are like w- way over written and overperformed and uh, you can pick each one of them apart but those really stuck with me mm-hmm. uh patrick what will be some of the key tracks for you uh 19 just because it's like the the quote-unquote single but also like kind of a fun song but also like setting the standard for a random pseudo philosophical shit mixed into an edm track um something that has uh continued 30 years on from it um but as like it, it very much like the spoken word as a part of a dance track has never gone away. And I assume this is a relatively er- early occurrence of that as as a stylistic choice. But the music's good. It's fun. The vocal hook's fun. It's an OK song. Uh, don't waste my time. Uh, this is, I think, a really just good like poppy dance song. Um, the synths are very like Super Nintendo-y, um, just probably because that was the uh, horsepower a synth had in 1985 that a game console would have, you know, seven or eight years later. Um, and it had a nice rhythm and a bounce to it that I, I really enjoyed. And then Moonhopper, uh, which I feel like when when Brett said this song, this album is like what Outrun, you know, wants to be, this is... This is it. This song is Midnight Tokyo 1985 in a 300ZX on the Wangan Highway. It This song, it has turbo graphics and turbine wheels. It wears members-only jackets unironically, and it has a mustache. It's a great song. I really, really liked it. it, it I like when a song can take me to a time and place, and this song really, like... It gave me that vibe of late night highway 80s street race um, and with turbo graphics and turbine wheels because I'm a sucker for that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Uh, I think 19 needs to be mentioned because, as I said, it's a Vietnam protest song on a synth pop record, and that's fucking weird. Um, I heard that and I was like, wait, I don't often go back at the end of a song and immediately re-listen to it again while I listen to records for this show. That was an exception because I was like, wait a second, was I just dancing to protest music? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of did. I kind of danced in my chair to protest music and I'm okay with that. Um, There is a song on here called Don't Waste My Time that the bass on that track reminded me of one of the best Sega games of all time. 
and that would be Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> that song is Toe Jam and Earl as fuck, and it's great. And I loved everything about that bass line. Um, that's not even mentioning that the vocal provided by Carol Kenyon is absolutely fantastic. But god dang it, that bass, that bass is Toe Jam and Earl as fuck. Like, that's awesome. Toe Jam and Earl is great. Um, and then Rainforest. Um, Rainforest is you barrel down city streets at midnight listening to this song. It is fantastic. Um, it is my sign of a good, like, 80s, like, un- if you're trying to emulate, like, the 80s new wave electronica sound in this, like, retro wave, new retro wave outrun thing that people are doing, my litmus test is, can at least one of your songs make me feel like I'm in a cyberpunk dystopia? And Rainforest did that to me in a really great way. Um, I really, really enjoyed that one. And it was the last song on the original cut of the record. Um, there is lots, as Brett said, lots of remixes that you can find out there that were tacked on to the end of this record. And they're all good. No, but I think the record ended in a really cool way with Rainforest. I really dug that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I, I like that in the middle of you talking about Rainforest, you got the thunder going on in the Miami sky. <laughs> uh, kind of uh, drumming it in, you know, kind of uh, providing a nice soundtrack for you. Uh, yes. Let's bring it back around the horn quickly, get some conclusive thoughts so we can end this episode before the power cuts <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen uh, I'm always scared when there's thunder going on when we're recording I'm like ah, let's end the episode and I can save uh, Patrick what would be some what would be your conclusions on this album as a whole um, this is I, I like 80s synth pop um, specifically like the more poppy side of it but this is I also really enjoy a lot of EDM, specifically like Daft Punk and and sort of Electro House. And you can really, really hear where that all traces itself back to in this, uh, more so than like disco that came before this. This is sort of where, you know, it's it's programmed drums, all sorts of synths. Uh, there was at least what I thought was a crazy synth guitar on this album. I'm not sure if it was a a keyboard solo or a synth guitar, but like, there's a lot of cool stuff here. Um, is it the greatest thing I've ever heard? No. Cause it's, you know, it sounds like 1985, but it also feels like, um, <coughs> like when, when at some point in your life, you, you, you took a history class with the right history teacher and you learned something that like connected to you and what you're interested in that you didn't know before. Like this is, it's very much um, – I feel like this should be homework for any EDM fan. Like know your roots, know where it came from because this is really well executed. The quality of the music's very high despite the relatively limited uh, instrumentation available at the time for, for electronic music. And uh, I, I really enjoyed listening to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusion on this album as a whole? There, there's a playlist um, that I have been sort of putting stuff in, stuff from like some Monster Cat stuff here and there, um, some 
like stuff from like 20, uh, 2014 and uh, St. Pepsi and stuff like that. Um, that's just cool synthy cyberpunky 80 shit that I've found. Um, this is more than a couple of tracks from this has made it into that playlist already. Um, and more Paul Hardcastle will find his way into that playlist uh, pretty quickly. Um, it is something that I think is when I just want something to put on that's just a lot of fun that will get me motivated to do things, um, whatever those things may be at the time. Um, this is the type of music I go to. And like I said, it's already made one of my playlists. It's already going to be in regular rotation. It's something that I think a lot of people should listen to, no matter what you think about electronic music, because you can kind of hear something here that I think is kind of special. Yeah, it, it is. It is. A, it is a ultimately a, just a fun record. There's a. It's a deep record, and it's a really cool record to kind of break down. But uh, at the end of the day, it's also just a really fun record. Uh, fun to listen to, fun to kind of groove to, uh, fun to 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 just play in the background uh, while you you know while uh, things happen while you do smoke work, weed every do, day <laughs> while you do chores while you do all kind of things. Uh, uh, yeah, it is. It is a. It's just a cool, fun record, fun, fun bit of nostalgia, and it, you get to see the roots of a lot of things in this one record. Um, yeah, Brett, what would be your conclusion on this album as a whole? Well, uh, I, I imagine there are a lot of people that that can and would write this music off as being a novelty and dated, um, but I think that the importance of uh, the 80s electronic music soaking into the fabric of time uh, and leading it to be such a novelty uh, dated style of music these days where you look back and you think like man that was people thought that was the pinnacle of music but uh, the the uh, the fact that that had such a, an impact on everyone's reaction um, also can be seen uh, in uh, how many genres branched off from this very very proto electronic music um you know and i i've brought craft work and and other stuff before but this is more of a guy who this is this is more on the lines of like a herbie hancock making a rocket um and herbie hancock also being able to do other things than making weird music this this is this is a musician who who has chops who but also likes to play with electronics and uh, i think that uh you can uh, you can sort of see how that has changed music forever from weird sprawling noises that I hear in in albums to uh, an entire weird uh, Steve Miller esque lines that we heard in Chromio, let's say. Um, but uh, you know th- this is this is the soundtrack that plays inside of my head uh, as I live my my Sega Genesis life uh, and. Uh, uh, this is this is what I call pretty much about as as flawless of a music genre as you can get with the amount of weird to skill to fun. Um, you know, it's it, this is this is about as good as it gets for me. Um, yeah, those are our thoughts on Paul Hardcastle, uh, Roll Fizzle Beef, Blast Harchies. Uh, 
Nick Bachman. Uh, big Mike, large, huge. <laughs> uh, now we get to the main event of the uh, of the evening. We get to our haiku reviews. What we've all been waiting for. Uh, the 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 important gimmick of the show. Uh, let's get to our haikus. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? Quality synth pop. The roots of music I love. EDM homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? Some great funky bass. Or, yeah, some great funky bass. Sorry. I'm... All the 80s you can take. This is playlist bound. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's what I call music. <laughs> that's what I call music. Uh, Volume 79. Yes. Uh, my haiku. Outrun Origins, Dream Neon Miami Nights, Drive with the Top Down. Uh, what, Brett, what is your haiku? I pop and I lock. Music from a British man. Some real groovy tunes. Refrigerator, refrigerator. A bobo refrigerator. <laughs> uh, yeah. Paul Hardcastle. Did, did we just get in a Bobo reference? <laughs> can, I, can I tell you how important a Bobo was to my high school life? <laughs> you leave a Bobo alone. He's out there being green, looking all fucked up, having a rough go of things. Yes. Uh, of course, Paul Hardcastle, you can find him on our Spotify playlist. I'll probably just drop in the just the album, but you can, of course... Uh, Use that to say view full album and listen to all the remixes and all that on on Spotify. Uh, also, presumably on that Spotify playlist will be next week's record uh, provided by Drew. Drew, what do you got us? What do you got for us this next week? What you got us? What you got us next? Go and do next week on that. Uh, I think the next three albums, I've decided what bands I'm going to use. I'm just trying to decide on the albums because I'm super pumped for a show I'm going to see in July. Uh, and we're going to start with the opening act for the show. Um, band from New Jersey, a great uh, punk band in my eyes. And I've decided to go with what many will consider their classic. I was weighing between this, huh, weighing uh, between this and uh, Anchors Away, but... We're going to do uh, Hopeless and Romantic from the Bouncing Souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bouncing Souls. Yeah, no one can beat them. Uh, they drink beer and wear Adidas. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, some, some people uh, from your camp of indie wrestling fans may recognize the song Ole. So <laughs> we'll get into that, though, for, I'm sure. For, for, yeah, for reasons. Uh, but yes. Bouncing Souls next week. Uh, look forward to that fun discussion. Uh, it's definitely going to be a fun discussion. And it's going to be a fun album to listen to. Uh, but that'll be then. And this is now. And you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at Hibby to Bibbert, H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at x for x I'm at PD Rave. The show is at 4 Record. The show is at four record breakers. That's the number four record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com. Rebelli TV on YouTube. Uh, 
if you're sticking around, the the album should be available to click to download from iTunes right next to me by now. Uh, and you'll also get the subscribe links uh, later in, in, for the last 10 seconds of the episode. Uh, but yeah, do all the things. Share, like, subscribe, using them. Uh, until next time. Hasta los huevos. Whose average age was 19? Toodaloo. Sanitations. Destruction. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>